Hello, Kingdom Speak listeners. Today on the podcast, growth. What is it? Are you growing too much? And no, we're not talking about the scales. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. It's good to be back. It's November. It's Friday. We're halfway between Canadian Thanksgiving and American Thanksgiving. Oh, man. Are you still thankful? I am. All right. I am. Good. And we'll have a turkey for each, and that will cause us to... Yes. Grow. Yes. (laughs) Just get rid of the scales. Oh, man. Throw them out. Um. We're recently back from a trip, and on the trip, I was privileged to visit East Coast Conference. Ah, yes. And naturally, you were there as a tremendous preaching, by the way. Um, I had the privilege of being given a VIP tour of the new Biblos studio. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I just wanted to shout them out if you haven't checked out Biblos recently. Beautiful studio. Yeah, they are... Well, if you ask me, they're trying to keep up with Kingdom Speaks. Uh, but, you yeah. know, I would not say that. Yeah. They're doing a pretty good job. <clears throat> yeah. So Anyway. Okay, so identify who they are. Because they, you know, everybody knows Biblos and Pastor Urshan. Well. But his guys kind of stay. They do. They stay in under the background. Under the cloak. Of, behind the glass. Yeah. Did they have the glass up? No, they didn't. No, he was... No glass up. So shout out to Brother Josh, who gave me the tour. Yeah. And uh, I sat. Spencer was, was there yeah. Yeah. the morning we recorded. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are doing great work. And then on the Hispanic, Spanish side of Biblos, um, they have another crew that does that. And they're doing awesome. tremendous work. Uh, great studio. And thank you guys for what you're doing. Uh, it's, it's, it's a tremendous blessing. Um, I can neither confirm nor deny, but. I was given an offer that we could buy all of the shares of Biblos. Oh, really? And, and perform like an Elon Musk-style takeover. We could free the bird. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I said, I don't feel right about that. I'll talk to Pastor McKillop and privately. I would, you know, we'll, we'll talk privately about should we, this. Should we do merger? Like, is this, is this? I think it would help our numbers. Think, oh, you want uh, us to grow is what you're saying? Oh. Uh, I think we should be going. What think, a segue. I, I think we should be <laughs> on it. Nice. He's been doing those reps. Yeah. <laughs> Making, yes. you know, when you go to the gym, they say you make gains. Yes. Making yes. gains. Making, Making some gains. gains. Yes. All right. Let's get back at it. Anyways, just uh, check out Biblos. They're awesome. And their studio was great. East Coast Conference was great. Yes, it was. Wonderful Tremendous. is the name of the review today. Five stars on U.S. Apple Podcast. Short and sweet, it says this. This is the most beneficial podcast on the air and that is from baptist dude oh come on give him an amen amen to baptist dude thank you for listening to kingdom speak
I had, um, I should have, see, in our, in our prep, I should have, you remember me sending you guys yeah, the clip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I got to meet, and I, I can't remember her name, she's eight years old, mm-hmm. and she comes marching across the uh, I think I lobby. can play, just give me one second. Keep oh, talking. can you play Keep it? talking, keep talking. I met her dad, and he said, man, my daughter listens. <laughs> Would you stay here? She'd love to meet you. I said, yeah. So we... We met in the lobby, mm-hmm. and she comes off the elevator, yep, making her way. Yep, and have you get it? Yep, and this is what she's saying. Okay. Get it, get it, amen. Can I get an amen? <laughs> That's yes. awesome. Let's say amen to you as well. Let's give her an amen. Why not? Yeah. Here it goes. Just for you. Can I get an amen? Amen. Can I get a hallelujah? I wish I could remember her name. I am sorry, dear, but. It's so cool getting to meet people. Hey, tell them what happened to you with with the guys sitting by you up in the balcony. Yeah, so I'm in the cheap seats because um, we rolled in about too quarter, late quarter after. Hey, Hashtag. Pastor, Pastor McKillop was preaching to you up in those cheap seats. He did. He, yeah. he pointed right at us. And uh, I sat down by this um, gentleman who obviously is a Kingdom Speak listener, so I apologize for not getting your name. I did shake your hand, I believe. Uh, very well-dressed gentleman. We were just... I, you know, I wasn't introducing myself as, you know, Derek from Kingdom Speak. I'm just there. And he pointed at me and he said, you're not going to be able to checkmate Pastor McKillop tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I said, yes, sir. That's right. He's got the mic. I don't have one tonight. He doesn't have no mic tonight. But yeah, man, it was, again, it was a great conference. So it really was a lot of folks. And we, we, um, had the privilege. I'm not sure when the episode is dropping with mm-hmm. Biblos, but we did record mm-hmm. an episode with Biblos and cool. Pastor Gary Robinson. Awesome. And it was it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. So what we're going to talk about today kind of kind of emerged from that discussion that we had. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to give a spoiler to it, but it was it was to do with mm-hmm more of a rural approach mm-hmm. to evangelism, church growth, revival, etc. Mm-hmm. So what came out of that um, is what, what I really want to talk to us about today, mm-hmm. and that is a, prop, a proper uh, biblical understanding of what growth really is, what, what is revival, mm-hmm. and how do you measure growth? Yeah, yeah. Is you it know, by social media or yeah. How do you, how do you measure the growth of Kingdom Speak? Yeah, we have X amount of followers. We have X amount of downloads. Yeah, well, that's an interesting metric. That's right. But are we growing? Right? Well, and and at some point, uh, the growth of Jesus' ministry. He had thousands of people that would flock to him. Hmm. Hmm. Were they actually expanding the kingdom? Not everybody was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the whole discussion of growth is that you can never confuse growth exclusively with numbers. Very well said. Yeah, that's exactly right. Right? The, 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 even with his 70 disciples, it was 12 that ultimately stuck with him. And you, you could look at the exodus 
of the 70 and become critical of Jesus, of Jesus' ministry. I've said this um, numerous times over the years. Jesus went through one of the most uh, egregious church splits that you're going to read of. Mm-hmm. 84 people in your church and 70 walked away. Mm-hmm. So was that a loss or was it growth? Well, one man calls it addition by subtraction. Right. Right. So I think it's important mm-hmm. to have a proper mm-hmm. understanding of what growth is. And, um, you know, I we, we were at East Coast and it was the first time that We'd been back there in a couple of years, and, mm-hmm. and subsequently, it was the first time that my son mm-hmm. had been back there since 2018. Mm-hmm. We went to Elmo's Diner, uh, which is a great little breakfast place in Durham, mm-hmm. and in 2018, my son and I went there by ourselves. My wife was speaking at a ladies' meeting mm-hmm. in Missouri, and we went by ourselves, and we uh, sat down in a little corner of the cafe. What'd you order? What'd, um, I can tell you what I ordered this this week. I can't tell you what I ordered in 2018. Mm. Sorry. I had a waffle with blueberry compote on top. Mm-hmm. Side of bacon. Mm-hmm. Cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was right. Mm. So I, I, we had a picture, and we had taken the picture in 2018 to send to my wife. Yeah. So I'm sitting there with my arm around my 11-year-old son. Yeah, in 2018. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and put this out there before you guys bring it up. When I looked at that picture, oh, because it came up, yeah. you know how it does the memory thing? It came up. And so I'm, we're back at this mm-hmm. same spot. Four years later. Did you notice any differences? <laughs> I have way more hair now. <laughs> Never said a word. Oh, yeah. my, that's good. <laughs> okay, so we took another picture. We actually said, okay, we got to do this. Four years later, whoa. Whoa. Come on, time, slow down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had people coming up to us uh, uh, and, and, and mentioning, man, your son has grown. Mm-hmm. Okay? We don't have any more children than we did in 2018, but we've grown. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They're comparing the 11-year-old version of my son with the 15-year-old version of my son, and they are saying, whoa, he has grown. And I know he's grown. I'm buying his shoes and his pants and, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and trying to keep him from looking mm-hmm. like a hobo. Mm-hmm. Okay? What they don't know is that I notice the growth when I'm driving down the road with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm having a conversation with him. For sure. And he is now talking to me about business, investments, mm-hmm careers Mm. okay so the metric that they are using to measure growth is fair but i'm using a different metric because i didn't notice the incremental growth now when i looked at 2011 versus two or 2018 Mm. versus 2022 i went whoa 
because they're the same kid. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed the incremental growth, the organic growth mm-hmm. all along the way. Yeah. And I, I think another factor in that would be those folks who haven't seen him. It's easier to notice maybe from afar the growth. <clears throat> yes. That style, you know, the physical growth. Yes. Because you, you yes. go from an 18 image in your brain to a 22. Yes. So I think the probably the people who are most susceptible to miss missing the growth would be those closest in the in the sense that you see them every day and you don't notice the shoe getting a little smaller every day. Yeah. Yeah, and and you we're obviously tying this to something besides a physical person too. For but, sure. You know, you're saying but yeah, yourself, we are the body oh, of Christ, okay? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're saying, "Oh, the, I'm not growing." You know, oh, yeah, I'm still struggling. There's, t- there's time that growth there's times that growth is internalized. Mhm. Um, and, and mm-hmm. the, the pressure, because if we're not careful, we will commercialize revival Oof. and the pressure of, I'm not growing fast enough mm-hmm. will cause us mm-hmm. to, uh, superimpose uh-huh. a larger feel to what God is doing yeah. than what is actually happening. And we're focusing on the wrong thing. So let me give you this as an example while we're still on this part of the discussion. You take that precious newborn child mm-hmm. and you take them home and you put them in the crib and, and and you've got everything fixed and painted just right and it's the clouds and it's the it's it's everything is just infant okay mm-hmm. and you put that that baby to bed and you come in the next morning and he's sitting on the side of the bed putting his socks on mm-hmm. <laughs> whoa what just happened <laughs> <laughs> this is a problem give me steak this is a problem <laughs> took you a while to get in here dad <laughs> yeah. didn't think he was ever going to get up <laughs> didn't hear your alarm oh <laughs> uh. Yeah, we, that, you, you never hear us talk about this, but you do know you can grow too fast. Well. Mm-hmm. And that is not healthy. Mm-hmm. If you see that kind of growth in your child, you take them to a medical professional and you say, please. Well, it's not growth, it's bloat. Yeah. and right? it's Swelling. And, and, it, and it leads to death. We know yeah. that. This, this, yeah. this is not sustainable. Yeah. And you're saying we get trapped into this if we're not careful in our spiritual lives of, you know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and that's encouraging then. That's pretty good. That's a good message to like get it. out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you have a home missionary listening mm-hmm. to us right now, and he sees a church that's been established for 50 years mm-hmm. that's, that's having a 100-soul revival, and he can't get 25 to come consistently. Mm-hmm. And he's under the pressure to measure up. Mm-hmm. Okay, there is there is a way that. Uh, okay, Psalms Psalms ninety mm-hmm. says. Yeah, let's read it. Ninety verse five. Yes. Thou carriest them away 
as with the flood. They are as asleep in the morning. They are like grass, which groweth up. In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withereth. It grows and dies mm-hmm. in one solitary rotation of a day. Anything that grows in a solitary day and dies in a solitary day has little to no right. nutritional value. Right. <laughs> There's no value to it. Right. All right? You, you, you go yeah. out, and, and it's about yeah. the presentation as much as anything. I, I want a good-looking yard. Mm-hmm. So it grows quick, mm-hmm. but it also dies as quick as it grows. Yeah. It looks good. Right. <laughs> Anything that can grow in a day can wither in a day. You've heard the statement, Rome was not built in a day. Mm-hmm. Any church that flourishes mm-hmm. overnight will run the risk of dying the same way. Wow. The same way. Hmm. You do not become a disciple overnight. That's true. You you can repent of your sins and be baptized in Jesus' name and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and be born again in a single solitary moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Come to instant. church, yeah. lost, leave born again. Mm. Yep. All things Brother, are do away. not confuse that <laughs> with you got to corner on being a disciple. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we've talked about old things are passed away, right? But then things become new. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and that's what—that's the power of the gospel. It is that becoming agent, right? Yeah. You wipe the whiteboard instantly, and then yes. it takes a long time to start filling yes. in. Mm-hmm. Instantly, the past is gone. Mm-hmm. Progressively, the future becomes. You—you—you mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you become what you're purposed to be. So, I think the proper outlook to growth mm-hmm. is by looking at Jesus Himself. He was an agriculturalist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he told he a lot of He spoke about it about, in yeah. parables repeatedly. He did. he did. Okay. He prayed and submitted to his father in a garden. In a garden. Mm-hmm. He was betrayed in a garden. In right. a garden. Right. Mm-hmm. He was crucified in a garden. He was buried mm-hmm. in a garden and subsequently resurrected in a garden. So. It, I mean, his teaching is full of fig trees and vines and branches and yep. Yep. everything that he taught had that organic mm-hmm. civil culture mm-hmm. element to what it was, okay? Mark chapter 4 and verse 26 is one of the examples of that. And he said, so is the, so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. He should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. He knoweth not how. Okay, so. Wow, that's quite a statement. He sows and goes to bed, runs up in the morning, and goes, this ain't working. Mm -hmm. It's not growing. Mm -hmm. Abandon the whole idea. Let's plan it with something else. (laughs) Okay, he understands that there is a cycle to growth. Mm-hmm. You sow, and then you sleep, mm-hmm. and you get up, 
and you water and you go to sleep mm-hmm. and you get up and you weed and you go to sleep. And, and, and eventually, you may not understand it all, but while you're going through these cycles, there is growth happening. It's internalized. You're right. And it's beneath the surface. You don't see it, but it's you still growing. You don't see it. It's still growing. Mm-hmm. And he's really baffled by that. He doesn't know how. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how. Because ultimately, you can sow and you can water and you can weed, but it is the God element that gives the increase. That's right. Yes. I can understand that a, so, a seed being put in dirt with the right temperature and, and the right pH level balance mm-hmm. will produce fruit. Mm-hmm. But I can't really break down why that seed is doing what it's doing. It is God mm-hmm. that is giving that increase. And so he's using this agricultural metaphor to get this across there's something about us when we approach growth we in our human carnal element we want one soul for every door we knock we, we want equations we want we want guarantees mm-hmm. if i do this i want this kind of a result instant yeah, yeah. or near instant yeah That's right and we and we we, we 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 done outreach on saturday and we went home and we went to bed and we get up in the morning and we looked out and there's no growth yeah. So evidently that doesn't work. <laughs> Not doing that again. <clears throat> See if I ever do that again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Right? This is what Paul is writing in 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. Mm-hmm. I have planted and Apollos has watered, but God gave the increase. Mm-hmm. So then neither is he that planteth anything. Neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Yeah. Now here it is. And every man. And every man. So that there's no exceptions to this. Mm-hmm. Shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Woo. God fills the solitary role of increase. Increase is God's business. Right. Labor is ours. Boom. Wow. So you're saying just put the work in. Right. If we ever fall prey to the ideology, the increase is our responsibility. We will suffer from defeat and discouragement and despondency. Hear me. We are rewarded for our labor, not for our increase. Just, Every man shall receive his reward according to his labor. And yet, us as humans, we love exactly the opposite. Exactly. We, oh, want, yeah. the, oh. we want the increase and not the labor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, this just sounds like a lot oh, of work. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. And then on that scale, mm-hmm. we put churches of hundreds yes, we on do. a pedestal. Yes, we do. Compared to churches of 20s. Yes, we do. And that home missionary leaves the meeting going, I'll never get there. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. When if that guy that's pastoring 10 people doubles his church, mm-hmm. he's done something that the guy running 500 people probably will never do. Mm-hmm. Which I, I don't think we're going to have time to get into this, so let me just throw this out for your consideration. Mm-hmm. That when God measures the, the metric that God used was never numbers. It was percentages. 
Well, right. That's another podcast, right? Yeah, he wants you to that's, take five, get five. I was say with the talents, he did that. Two, yes. get two. Yes. Yeah, I got too little. You never have too little to double. Uh-huh. He didn't ask you to give a certain amount. He didn't ask the guy with one to come up with five. Uh-huh. Take what you have. He didn't ask the guy with two to come up with five. That's right. He wants you to double what you have. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's why tithing. Mm-hmm. is not a number it's a percentage mm-hmm. okay so when it comes to to growth we are rewarded for our labor not for our increase oh that's so good that is so good okay keep on working well mm-hmm. let, let's 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 unpack this a bit more because Sometimes we okay. Let me say it this way: never in never confuse increase with growth. All right. Those two are not are not interchangeable. You don't you don't have to have growth to be increasing. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Okay. Sometimes loss. Is growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. If this tree that is producing fruit, I'm going to take away the branches right. so that it will right. produce more fruit. More fruit. So it has less branches, but more fruit. Mm-hmm. Okay. I heard a good podcast about gifts versus fruit. Oh, did you really? It was, it was ministered to me. Did you it leave a review? Really did. did you leave a good review? Oh, man. I. Are you the Baptist dude? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've been called worse. Yeah. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. It abideth alone. (laughs) But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Hmm. There are times in every ministry, in every life, in, in, in in the... Journey of being a disciple that loss is growth. Yeah. Well, it's a corn of wheat. Singular. And it's And much. then it dies. Right. So then it goes to zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then right? it's much fruit. Calvary was not a loss. Mm-hmm. It looked like a loss from the surface. You're right. You're right. Calvary the, was not a loss. He went into the ground. He went into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> First fruits came back out, and you're still mm-hmm. baptizing the kernels of corn that emerged That's right. still out of that experience. Yeah. Growth can be loss. Mm-hmm. Increase can be loss. And boy, we don't like that part of it, do we? No. No. It's a small wonder that after Jesus resurrected that he showed himself to Mary in a garden. Yeah, in a garden again. <laughs> in a garden. Okay. She even thought he was a gardener. <laughs> she sure did. She sure did. Yeah. And what, what this does, um, gentlemen, is this removes the competition. Out of kingdom work and church work. Okay? I mentioned this a few moments ago, but the the 
commercialization of revival is going to be the detriment of our movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're, we're more connected than we've ever been. We know, we know that somebody got baptized mm-hmm. in the West Coast. We know that so many got the Holy Ghost in the Midwest. We know that, mm. right? Because we have social networking. We have That's connections right. we have. And that can be a two-edged sword. Yeah, It can be something that motivates people and inspires people. That's right. And, and, and it, it increases faith. And it should, right? It should. Absolutely, it should. Mm. But on the same token, it can also be something that the guy that's going through growth via loss at that moment can say, man, what am I not doing right? Hmm. Hmm. Wow. So my, my, I just lost three families. Okay? And, and, and this guy just gained three families. Hmm. Is, is, is God playing favorites? Maybe the same three families. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, you said it. It's my job to stir no. the pot, not yours. <laughs> well. You're supposed to be the sober. All right, we're going, we're going to go for a break. We'll yeah, be back oh, right yeah. after this. <laughs> this is where I ask you if you're subscribed yet and we forget about what we just talked about. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Kingdom Speak. Thank you for tuning in on YouTube. Thank you for your reviews. We definitely read them. And um, if you haven't checked out kingdomspeak.ca, check it out. We get a great merch section and also become a kingdom speaker. Man, that's the truth, right? Three families. Here's here's a reality. Some fields are more fertile than others. Yeah, that's right. That the analogy plays out. Right. And so Jesus said, you're going to go to some cities and they're not going to receive it. True. Carnally, you could look at that like, well, that guy was anointed. <laughs> he could build a church there. No, there's, yes. you, you know, there's actually going to be cities in judgment. He needs to pray more. <laughs> because they're not open to the gospel. Mm-hmm. The city is going to be in judgment. Mm-hmm. And the city is going to be held against wicked cities like Sodom and Gomorrah mm-hmm. and say, how come you didn't respond? Okay? So not every lack mm-hmm. of measurable growth by any metric is a reflection necessarily on that man right. mm-hmm. or his, oh, he just must not have mm-hmm. a, a, enough of an anointing. Some fields are more fertile than others. Right now, God is doing things on the continent of Africa that is mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. Thank God for it. If you mm. compare that <laughs> overall to what's happening in Canada, yeah. nothing's happening. What are we doing? Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking, we're talking denominational Trinitarian organizations, not, not just isolated people or a pastor with a church, mm-hmm. but we're talking churches by the hundreds mm-hmm. that are embracing the revelation of the oneness of the Godhead, apostolic new birth, holiness. It's revival. Mm-hmm. There is a fertility to that field 
that is unique right then. Is that a problem? No, it's not a problem. It's it, it's it's it should inspire us. Yeah, we're all we're all part of the same kingdom. But if we're not careful, this competitive edge will get in, and I can't seem to break through the eighty that I'm running. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's like the ceiling is thirty five. I build it up to thirty five, and it falls back. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So let me jump in and ask you this, and this is not in the script for sure. But so you as a pastor. So you're in Canada. I love it when you go here. So you're you're in Canada. What's the danger of you getting up and trying to impose or you know, how do you balance casting the vision of Africa to the Canadian church without just wearing everyone out and saying, How come we're not having another hundred people here tonight? Like there's gotta be this is not just a discussion I'm saying for or church folk, but church leaders go through the same. Sure. I, I think it's critical at that point that I know we're doing it here. I mean, our, our local church mm-hmm. is involved with mm-hmm. a man mm-hmm. in Kenya that, what is it, Brother Randy, around 30 churches that, yeah. that yep. have converted. Mm-hmm. He came to our conference, got the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, went back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay? So... That's quite a deal. That's not 30 people. That's 30 churches. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be going over there next month. And, and I believe that wasn't all of them. I don't think no, all of them followed him. No, not all of them followed him. He had over 60, and yeah. not everybody embraced it. I think, I think the responsibility of church leaders is to remind our people, and this is an opportunity, that we're one body. Yeah. That's right. So we are growing. We are growing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... You may be only sending 50 bucks a month mm-hmm. to missions because that's all, that's all you can do, but you're investing seed in the harvest. Mm-hmm. And when any apostolic church grows, we all should feel the redemptive lift. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, a, yes. that's a good answer. Yeah, that's... We cannot allow, okay? This is what we cannot allow. We cannot allow the Hannah Panina... scenario right to get a hold of us where panina is so fertile that -hmm. she is producing children producing children producing children hannah is barren Mm -hmm. now we know from our perspective that god had shut her womb i want to tell you something brother (laughs) if god shuts your womb i don't care how many doors you knock Mm -hmm. you can implement Every technique from every successful church planter in the book. But until God gives the increase, you're not going to see increase. Hmm. And so a kernel overview of this is that clearly Hannah doesn't have the relationship with Elkanah that Penina must have. So let's take shots at Hannah because she's not growing. And she is vexed. And Penina is bragging uh-huh, uh-huh. about her fruitfulness uh-huh. until the point that she is yeah. she is vexing the season of barrenness that Hannah is in. Hmm. If you're in a season of revival, inspire people. Don't antagonize them. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay. She is flaunting 
Look at all the sons that I have. And Hannah is grieving. She's broken. Mm. But here's an interesting thing. I've never read about Penina praying. <laughs> yeah. But Hannah did. Yeah. I didn't read about Penina going to the temple, but Hannah did. Oh, but she was growing. Yeah. I see. What Hannah was growing through this. Yeah. She wasn't producing children yet because, listen, nothing she did. God had shut up her womb. That was God's plan. So it's Hannah's fault. <laughs> the worst thing you can do is put Hannah on one side, Penina on the other, and measure off of each other, using each other as the metric for growth. And Elkanah looked at Hannah, who is so grieved by the lack of children, and he says, am I not better to you than ten sons? Mm. Mm. A husband. Hannah, a husband and a relationship with the husband is better than children. We can take from this that the reality is highly likely that Hannah's relationship with Elkanah was probably superior to even Penina's. Mm. Mm. Barrenness, barrenness, barrenness does not necessarily equate to a deficit of relationship. Oof. Wow. That further answers the question, then, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. The pursuit of having revival and the pursuit of producing children. Mm -hmm. And this is not anti-revival. I'm just telling you that every one of us have seasons of growth where we increase in numbers and sometimes we lose numbers. But we better grow through every season. Mm -hmm. The pursuit of revival can never be such that we prefer it over a relationship with the husband. A relationship with Jesus Christ. Fruitfulness needs to be an extension of the relationship, not right. an exchange for the relationship. Right. And you pick up off of Panana's, Panina's taunting that her sons were worth more to her than Elkina. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's growth at any cost. Right? And that is not a good that is not a good model. <sighs> wow. And what, what you find what you find is this that Okay, there, there is an example that we see, and, and I'm all about being fruitful. I believe that everybody is supposed to be fruitful. But I also believe that the guy running six people that's starting a church is fruitful. Yes, yes. Okay? Yeah. I believe it. Yep, understood. I believe it. So, and I believe he is just as fruitful as I am running hundreds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I, how long does that go? And I mean, we can get into the technical side of it, uh, he, he doesn't want to be running six people 30 years from now no more than I want him to be, right? Yep. But I'm telling you that that as it to, to, the devil gets in the head of of these church planters and evangelists who, man, I'm 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 an evangelist and I'm laboring, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm not baptizing 30 people this Sunday. Am I doing anything? This yeah. is not against the people baptizing 30 people. No, no, no. No. no, but you need to understand that if you're there teaching a revival, preaching a revival, 
I, I had this discussion with a pastor that I, was, that I was preaching with a while ago, and he said he had a, a noted evangelist at the time. He's now a pastor, but came and preached. And he said, man, it was, it was just six or seven weeks and nothing but one after the other leaving. <laughs> oh no what are you, are you gonna tweet that oh, we're down 10 our three families just left again there's yeah. the three yeah. families gone but it was growth huh. and that church is now it it's it's it, it's a growing Taking vibrant off. church mm. but it had to go through that process okay so from the beginning god spoke to adam and eve and said i'm giving you this is your creative commission. Be fruitful. So this is not an excuse for fruitlessness. That's right. You have to be fruitful. Go back and listen to the podcast. Exactly. Okay? Yep. Noah, after the judgment of God mm. is poured out on, on, on the earth, steps off the ark. Mm. And what's he do? The first thing he does is plant a vineyard. <laughs> he got productive again. He did. Yeah. Started producing again. Yep. Okay? The here, here's the caution that I want to put out there, though. He was after it went through, and we don't know how long it takes for 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 the vineyard to become something that you can consume and all that. There's mm -hmm. a period of time, mm -hmm. but we do know that at harvest time, he went mm -hmm. and he harvested from his vineyard. And he began to consume his harvest to the point that he was intoxicated by his fruitfulness. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. We cannot be intoxicated by our fruitfulness. Hmm. We have got to be fruitful, but we can't be drunk on how fruitful we are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. very well said. Very well said. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. When you get to the day of Pentecost, which is during the, the harvest season, that's the yeah. feast, Yeah, the Spirit is poured out. They're intoxicated on the Spirit, mm -hmm. which by extension, go listen to the other episode, is where fruitfulness really comes from. Right. And they are intoxicated with fruitfulness. Noah was intoxicated yeah. by being fruitful. Uh -huh. Pentecost is supposed to be intoxicated with being fruitful. Right. There is no comparison with being intoxicated by how fruitful you are versus being intoxicated with I must be fruitful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, the man running 500 people, 1,000 people, has to be intoxicated with the same thing that the man that's running five people is intoxicated with. I cannot be intoxicated with the five I've got or the 500 I've got. Mm. I must be intoxicated with, I need one more. I need to grow. I need to expand further the kingdom of God. The, the, the contrast cannot be overstated between being intoxicated with versus intoxicated by. Wow. Wow. And that completely eradicates competition. Sure does. Sure does. Completely. Well, because then even the danger of the, that you're raising here is not even comparing yourself with someone else. It's just looking at your own success or your own productivity and saying, wow, I'm pretty good. 
compare you yourself. Can, it is not you wise. Can, it's not wise. <laughs> it is not wise. It's not wise. Here's the deal, and this and this haunts me. Okay, an outsider mm-hmm. can look at what God has done in Plast Rock mm-hmm. and go, "Wow, what a success! What a hallmark of success!" The issue is, is they're not the one that I meet at the end of the journey. Yeah. I wonder how far off I am from what God's ideal. How far off are we hmm. from the ideal that God has for us for a church? You know, in healthcare, they have those growth charts where they say, yeah. you know, you're 24 months. You should weigh approximately this. Your BMI. and yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You should have this amount of... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wonder if we could see the spiritual growth chart. Mm. So I, I guess I really want this to be an encouragement to everybody, regardless of what's what what spectrum you may find yourself in. Mm-hmm. If you're a hundred people, you need to double. Mm-hmm. If you're ten people, you need to double. Mm-hmm. If you're five hundred, you need to double. Mm-hmm. There, there needs to be that pursuit within us. I want more. I, let, let me let me let me add this in. Bishop Godair preached an incredible message at East Coast, mm-hmm. and he said, "Just just go get one more, <laughs> one more. <laughs> that's, that's the whole point. Just go get another one. Just, just and, and when you got that one, go get another one. One at a time. Just continue on the journey. So, but if I could speak specifically to someone who may who may and 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 really." If we're honest, we're all in the infancy of what God wants us to be. There is no church, no church that has completed what God wants them to be. Mm-hmm. For sure. Every time you get there, he moves the goalpost. Okay? Mm-hmm. But for sure, that church that is setting up and tearing down every weekend, and they're going through the, 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 the start-up chaos mm-hmm. of, of a church. And COVID knocked the teeth out of you and, you, and you're starting all over again. Listen, the purpose that God has for you and the vision that God has for the church cannot be attained overnight. This is not a grass kingdom we're building. That's right. That's right. It It'll time. wither quickly if, it takes if, if that's... It takes time, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So don't be discouraged. When he looked at Israel, and and you see this in the book of Exodus, chapter 23, he said, I will not drive them out from before you in one year. I'm not doing it. That's right. I'm not doing it. I have a great big promised land for you. Mm -hmm. But it's way too big for you. And if you cross that Jordan River and you drive everybody out within one year, what does he go on to say? The land will become desolate. The land will become desolate. And the beast of the field will multiply against Well, that's what happens when you grow too fast. Mm-hmm. When you possess too fast. Mm-hmm. Okay? By little and little. By what? Little and little. I will drive them out. This is such a popular concept. Everybody wants a little revival. <laughs> <laughs> oh man no oh man if it if it ain't big i don't want it little by little yep i'll drive them out before the 
I will drive them out. Until thou. I'm going to suggest to you, and God can do whatever he wants to do, okay? Mm-hmm. But the most sustainable or growth is organic growth, little by little. Hmm. If we came here next Sunday and there was 1,500 people here, I would like to think we'd know what to do, but I'm sorry. I just don't know. Everybody that's involved in church work, shout out to Brother Rodney Shaw. If there was 1,500 people here, everybody involved in the church work would be saying, oh, Lord, this is a lot of work. The very obvious (laughs) natural comparison is when you look at these these mothers that are having like septuplets or... Oh, my goodness. I mean, they have to change the vehicles that they buy. They have to change the houses that they live in. They have all of these nannies coming in and changing diapers, and they can't do that on their own. (laughs) The amount of diapers you have to buy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Little by little. Mm -hmm. If I give it to you all at once... If I give it to you all at once, the land will become desolate. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the result of that is that the beast of the field will use your inability to possess and have dominion in everything that I'm giving you. Wow. And they will they will move in in mm-hmm. that territory. So little by little, I'll drive them out from before thee. How? How? I'm going to drive them out before, from before thee. Until thou. Oh, God. Oh, so it's back on us is what you're oh, saying. Oh, <laughs> God. Until thou be increased. Until you grow. And inherit the land. Until you increase. So maybe I'm not getting more. Uh, I just drew the connection. Oh, oh. Oh. oh, no. Stop this madness. Oh. This podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to go grow this, some more. This yeah. podcast is oh. not going to help our growth. So he's really telling Israel, it's better for me to leave an enemy in some of the regions of the land that I've promised you that you will occupy until you can grow, until you can manage it. Because if I drive all of the enemies out right now, you're not mature enough to handle it. You're not increased enough to handle it. And the beast, here we go, it's better for an enemy to be in your land than a beast to be in your land. Woo! Go back to church this Sunday and little by little keep pushing the envelope, moving the fence, conquering the next city, and growing in the process. Mm-hmm. That is, that is why. Little by little. We see this in David's life, and, 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 and it, it's on display. He is clearly God's man. He is anointed. He is the replacement for Saul. Nobody doubts it. But a shepherd boy cannot handle the, the, the structure of a shepherd boy, cannot handle the weight of responsibility of the scepter. You can't go immediately from staff to scepter. There is something about facing Goliath that'll stiffen the shepherd boy. There's something about sleeping the nights away in caves 
that will strengthen the structure of a shepherd boy so he can bear up under the responsibility of kingship. David, grow. It happens a little bit at a time. To those that were there at the coronation of David, they looked like, wow, shepherd to king. No, he was growing when you couldn't see him. That's right. He was growing by ducking javelins, playing evil spirits off of Saul, fighting battles that he got no credit for, sleeping in caves. You're right. It's Joseph in prison. It's everywhere. It's mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God gave you the vision for your church. You're there because he called you to the city that you're in. Just because everything that he promised you doesn't happen in the next 365 days, you are not a failure. Mm -hmm. Little by little. I can feel the pressure of it. You travel. Man, how's your church building coming? Well, we're actually not doing nothing right now. Mm -hmm. How do you feel after asking that question? Right. <laughs> yeah. Because the pressure of just, yeah. Right. And, and they're, not, they're not doing it to put you under pressure. They're no. sincerely inquiring, but it's something we put on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? If it takes us 10 years to build that church, yeah. we're going to build it little. That's right. By little. And we're going to get there. So, home missionary pastor, get back up behind your music stand because you don't even have a pulpit yet. And have your son chord you through on your Radio Shack piano mm -hmm. and set the chairs up and grow. Grow. Even though you may have no more people in the house this weekend, you can grow this weekend. To the missionary that's slaving away in foreign fields and nobody Nobody sees it. Everybody wants to know, how many churches did you start this year? Just keep growing. And to those that are, by other metrics, having blowout revival and it's hustling and bustling, kicker in gear, man. Keep growing. That's right. This puts us all on the same level. Mm -hmm. We're not in competition with each other. We just need to keep growing. It's an organic Agricultural, agricultural thing mm. and if you're in a season of loss never confuse it with subtraction even that can be growth mm.